Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycled Garage. God damn it. <laughs> Booyah. She pointed at me and made no, me stutter. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Try okay. Again. Okay, Sunday, we're going to do it. Sunday, Sunday. Damn it. Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. All right. Yeah. Yay, I did it. (laughs) Sunny and windy. Only three times. Yeah, you know, we got there. It's it's the trip. It's the adventure, (laughs) you know. It is the the journey journey that matters. Right. Clearly. Yeah, so it it was sunny today, but it was uh, quite windy and cold, so I was in the bubble all day. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think the temperature dropped probably 10 or 15 degrees from the morning to the afternoon. Yeah. A cold front moving. It, it was brisk. It tricks you into thinking you can go ride a motorcycle. Yeah. It does. And you like, look outside and you're like, oh, it's nice. And then you walk hmm. out and you're like, fuck. And then there's <laughs> people on planet Hoth right now, which is the East Coast, going, fuck you guys. Yeah. You guys don't know cold. <laughs> yeah. My balls are frozen to my leg over here. Hey, Kat. <laughs> hey, Emma. Who we got in the house today, Kat? We've got a cool group of people tonight so yeah well where are they i don't don't know (laughs) there's somewhere else Uh, Um, so we're gonna start off with frank in the corner hey this is frank then we've got knock hey what's up and we've got bagel running the board hey how you doing and on the classy girl couch tonight we've got miss emma hello darlings and we've got our guests brian and liz hello how's it (laughs) cool cool and i'm your host tonight Hi, <laughs> I'm Cat. Hello, Cat. <laughs> meow, meow. And we are we are Sans Liza tonight. Yes, yeah. we are. We've, we've taken we've assumed control. They are uh, <laughs> Liza's probably flying back right now. They were recently just at the uh, the one motorcycle show in they Portland, just Oregon. Just boarded the plane. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of listeners that showed up and hung out and said hi, and it was pretty awesome. Liza started posted some photos on the uh, on the right. recycle uh, Facebook page there. But so yeah. we we have to be kind to Liza because she is getting sick. Oh, is she getting sick? She apparently so. Okay. So, um, mm. but they had a really good time. I know there's going to be a full report next week. So, um, we'll just talk about what we did this week. All right. So, we got a lot accomplished today. Yes, actually. we did. It yes, was, we did. Pretty productive and completion oriented day. A lot of people pushed their bikes in. Was, and it, then was it a busy yard? Pushed. Uh, it was. It was medium. I was surprised by how many people were here just because of how cold it was. It was definitely an ebb and flow type of day. People came and went, but... Yeah, you know, I opened up the garage today. Liza said, oh, can you step up, Emma, because mm-hmm. I'm going to be away. So I arrived at 11. I thought, oh, it's going to be so warm today. Fabulous. It's going to yeah, be no. great. <laughs> and nope. No. Nope. No. But people still showed up, and we got a um, ton of bikes done. Yeah. And the best news is everyone rode out of here because excellent not everybody does yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes a lot it's of people pushed weeks. up yep pushed up rode out micah nice. pushed up frank you pushed yep, up pushed mine in. uh who else pushed up today there was one other yeah uh, uh andre andre, oh, yeah. andre. three thousand <laughs> yeah <laughs> on his yeah something funny bagel <laughs> andre three thousand on his cb 750 mm-hmm. oh uh did yeah. he the, the motor swap yeah, he did the he did the engine swap, but it was gushing. The gushing. Wait, what happened? The gusher. Yeah, it was gushing. Oh, no. um, failure to put the uh, alternator cover gasket on correctly, <laughs> and it it was just pouring yeah. out here. 
Um, yeah. Was it no gasket or what? what no, I mean, it's, it's very easy to do on those bikes because, you know, when those bikes came out, Honda were exploring a lot of new technology. You know, mm-hmm. the previous generation, the single overhead cam 750 had been around since 69. And by the time 78 came along, it doesn't sound long, nine years, but yeah. in the 60s and 70s, nine years was a lot That's of a development lot. for a bike. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we're done with this thing. We need a new bike. So they crammed a bunch of technology, everything they knew about bikes into this completely new bike. And some of it works great and some of it doesn't work quite so great. So, yeah, what's the story with the side cover then? So, um, big starter clutch. Mm-hmm. Big alternator mm. in a very small casing. And now I'm, I tell the lie, the alternator's on the right. It's just this big starter clutch gear. Yeah. And the casing is very, very close to it. And so when you're actually kind of maneuvering the casing on, when you're maneuvering the casing on, which contains the pickups for the electronic ignition, it's just really easy to knock the gasket out of place. And that's what he'd done. Okay. So, um, yeah. And it gushed. Oh my god. Yeah. I was, I was like, it's, "Hey, dude, your bike's leaking." He's like, "Oh yeah, no, it does that." I'm like, so, "No, dude, yeah. your bike's leaking." <laughs> That's basically part of the crankcase, yeah, right? And exactly. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. we got that squared away. He had some exhaust leaking. It was definitely farting quite loudly yes, when it, it came down. <laughs> um, we got that squared away, and clutch was all over the place, and we got that squared away. So that was Andre. Mm-hmm. Cool. He, he was down the road. And then Micah, Micah did a lot on her bike today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the carburation on Micah's bike mm. is, is, it's challenging, mm. but we'll get there. So what happened? Her bike broke down again. Right. Uh, again, 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 again. again. And yeah. so, <laughs> I don't, I am <laughs> still, that gas tank is not venting properly. That's so, what I'm guessing. Yeah. It's like the uh, the vacuum lock thing situation. The vacuum maybe. lock thing, and I rewrote it. I rerouted the um, the hoses, the vent, the tank, yeah. and I rotted out the the vent spigots on the bottom of the gas tank. Just punch maybe. a hole in the gas tank. Yeah, just punch a hole in the top. <laughs> Problem solved. With the yeah. impact screwdriver. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is the correct tool for the job, right? Nice and then it, yeah, it'll vent properly. So what I said to her is next time it breaks down, you can test it. If ever your bike breaks down and you suspect it's fuel, just pop the gas cap. The gas and cap. if you hear it kind of go... Yeah. And especially if the bike starts straight up, well, guess what? Your gas tank's not venting properly. Mm-hmm. So there was a time... Me one time. Yeah, there was a time where I... When I had the Rebel, um, that I actually would open my gas cap while I was riding, like, every five or ten minutes because I figured that, out what it, what the problem fun. was. And, and so I made an extra key because I had a locking key or a locking <laughs> gas cap, and I would sit. And I that's how I learned how to ride with one hand off my handlebars because this was when that's, I was first riding, and I was, like, shitting bricks over taking my hand off the handlebars. Right. That was the most ridiculous solution to a problem. Yeah, well, I was wow. also... It was also... I was new enough around the garage that the prospect of asking Liza a question was worse than <laughs> uh, <laughs> opening my gas cap every five minutes when I was riding. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> okay. I got I have since got over that. <laughs> but there was shit. Oh. There was definitely We're good. a time. Okay. You okay. Have you been <laughs> eating your balls dropping knock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was, finally happened. Surprise, I, was, I don't got any balls, bitch. Ha ha <laughs> I was actually, I was gonna ask if you've been eating Indian food knock. <laughs> <laughs> 
the curry. Not drop these biscuits on the floor. It's called, the, it's called um, the curry scurry. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, so, you, back no, to the bike. Back the to the bikes. We, um, you know, these gas, the weather vent gas caps, certainly here in California, it's getting quite sophisticated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've, oh, got, yeah. you've got EVAP systems, you've got charcoal mm-hmm. canisters, you've got this and this. Yeah. Back in the... Good old days. <laughs> you had a tiny little pinhole in your cap, in the gas cap, mm-hmm. and of course you'd fill up the fill up the tank. This mm-hmm. is on your BSA or your Triumph with this pristine paint job. Hmm. You fill it up to the brim, and it's all off you go, and you're riding, and the thing's vibrating like God knows what. <laughs> and it's a hot day, so the fuel's expanding anyway, and you get this gusher coming out of the top of your gas cap, <laughs> shooting right under your jacket, exactly, and you're just destroying the pinstripes yeah. on your tank, Did she, uh, which will lovingly applied by a guy called Bob or yeah. Henry or something. Got one and it's, oh, I'm going to paint these boogers on by hand. Did she do her brakes too? Because last week she had issues with her uh, pistons and... Uh... No, brakes felt good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She didn't get a new kit or she got the Yeah, I think kit? she got a new kit. Um, the suspension's fabulous on that bike. Yeah, she yeah. did uh, swap with a Jixxer shock. Ooh, shock. Nice. Was yeah. it a Jixxer? I'm not sure I if think it's a Jixxer shock. It's but, either a yeah. Jixxer or an FC shock on the back. It's a DI. It's a Jixxer. We've built the forks on the front Mm -hmm. you know we've talked about this before every single bike on the road with a couple of very notable exceptions are built to a budget and the way manufacturers build in a value to a bike is cutting back on suspension everybody knows this it's really the only place you can cut back well you think about it knock you ride a bike because it's a performance thing so you want the engine so all the technologies in the engine Mm -hmm. they can cut back on the paint they could cut back on the thickness of the bike. No. That's, that's the shiny know, stuff that sells it. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. That's the showroom appeal. Yeah. I'm just being And if they start it, cutting know? corners on brakes, well, yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure how I'd feel about that. Having yeah. just stripped the paint off a Cowie tank, I'm sure they can cut back on the tank. <laughs> I'm that, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Thick as fuck, man. It is. It was like peeling like a gobstopper. It was re- absolutely <laughs> asinine. If you, but nev- if you ever need to remove paint, let me know. <laughs> 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 no. So Micah got her shit squared away. And yes, so did. Micah got her, her stuff squared away, and then we had um, that young lady with the YZ125, the two-stroker, oh, whose shit. name escapes me, but she... A leaky? Was, no. no, it wasn't no. a leaky. She had a baby one. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, she also she, pushed a bike no, in and got it running TTR. today, too. She had a TTR. It was like a 50? 110. Really? So it was the, so uh, small. Oh, yeah. Those things are oh, those so tiny, cute. but they rock. Yeah. No, this what is... What was wrong with that thing? She just had a clogged main jet. Oh. Yeah. yeah. She had a clogged main jet. No, the YZ125 had a slightly more checkered past. It had been overheated, and so we made mm. a gasket oh, for Maeve. the water. Maeve. It That's Maeve. That's right, with, Maeve. Yeah. Oh, did Megan show up, too? Yes, she did. Okay. She yeah. helped Aliki with the clogged jet. And she helped yeah. Maeve along as well. Oh, and she did? Yeah. So everybody rode the bikes out. Mm-hmm. And Excellent. then Frank. Hey, this is Frank. Pushed in. <laughs> yeah. uh, my Yamaha Virago 535. Which is an awesome mm-hmm. bike. Mm-hmm. So, um, Frank, let's talk about carburation. Yeah, hold on a second. Last week you showed up and, li- and you were telling Liza, like, uh, I just want to figure out well, how this bike works and get familiar with it. And Liza's like, all right, say no more. Let's do it. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. That's how it went down. Yeah. And so what happened? Uh, so last weekend we cleaned out the carburetors and I replaced the gaskets on them. And I also rode out of here last weekend. But then the next day on Monday, I started leaking fuel for my carburetors. Mm. Oh. So I left it sitting all week and then brought it 
in today. Um, I rode it over, but then pushed it into the driveway because I didn't want to leak gas all over the driveway. <laughs> so you know thoughtful. What? It could just you just leak gas, just leak gas. Right. It'll clean up the oil. It <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get any worse. <laughs> so then uh, we started back from square one, pulled the bowls off the carburetors, and uh, didn't find anything suspicious at first. But when I was putting it back together, I noticed that one of the fuel lines had ruptured, and that's oh. where the leak. Was coming from. That'll do it. So I found a spare tube in the garage and cut it down to size and replaced it and took it for a test ride and it's running beautifully again. Perfect. That was easy. Yay. Yeah. Wow. That's you know that's what I noticed too when you're working on an older bike with the rubber hoses sometimes especially when they're like right next to the engine they get hard and they vulcanize. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they oh, start and cracking. The, so. the ethanol that they're adding to the fuel exactly. Now too, yep. the plasticizer. You know, so. a, a lot of the older British bikes that I deal with still have fiberglass tanks and the ethanol in the fuel oh. just wreaks havoc oh, with oh. fiberglass tanks. Well you, you remember Phil's trick to uh, to combat that, right? You take uh, a take, take regular gasoline, put it in the container, add some water to it, shake it all around, let the water settle to the bottom, drain the gas off the top. You have ethanol-free gasoline. Yeah, but that that affects the uh, the which call it the, the octane the octane rating. Or you right. can just go to a yeah, dock and get some like ethanol-free gas. Right. Well, yeah, uh, if you can find know, it. Yeah, if you can find it. Thankfully, most of the British bikes I deal with are not daily riders. These are museum yeah. bikes, and right. so we're at the stage now where we're displaying them dry. Yeah. yeah. And when we take them out, we put in sufficient fuel to get us where we're going. Get back from the ride if there's any fuel left over. We drain it out. We just blow out the gas tank with compressed air as best we can. Yeah. And that's it. And it's serving us pretty well. But so, yeah. yeah. How long did it take you to get all that squared away, Frank? Um, Last weekend, yeah. I got here at 11.30. And I think we got everything buttoned up around 6. It was definitely... Oh, yeah. A learning experience. I had never taken the gas tank off before. Mm -hmm. I'd never touched a carburetor in my life. So... You got to use an impact screwdriver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, like, it's kind of harrowing to put a hammer to your bike, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, what totally. the fuck am I doing with this thing? Like, just hitting this thing. Yeah, I was definitely choking up on the hammer. And uh, Liza lovingly <laughs> told me to stop holding it like a girl. Yeah. And so that was fun. But, uh, yeah, it got the job done. Uh, one of the bolts stripped, but the other seven came off once I was using the impact screwdriver correctly. That's not bad. One out of seven ain't bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were on there. Yeah. We yeah. ended up replacing the hardware. Cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the thing I noticed this week, that your level of confidence was definitely elevated this week. And I think a lot of that, when you rode away last night, six o'clock, we were all getting ready to do the podcast. And I said, Frank, take your bike around the block. Just make sure it's running well before you leave here. Mm -hmm. And he took it around the block. He said, oh, man, this is running well. Oh, yeah, yeah it was And I think that better. did a lot to elevate your confidence. So when you were working on it this week... Feels good, man. I was a lot less hands-on. Yeah. And I just let you fly because you were doing so well. Yeah, last week, uh, I think I managed to get the gas tank off by myself, but I was having trouble putting it back on. And this week, I was able to get the gas tank on and off all by myself. And it's a pain in the ass on a 535 because yeah. it's got twin tanks. Yeah, it's got the fuel lines that run across underneath the saddle. <laughs> but that's the price you pay for a shapely tank. Mm -hmm. um, 
So let me see who else was here today. Andre, well, yes. I, I did a little bit. Oh, I yeah. know you did. Yeah, I dug into the old motor from my Cannonball Vespa. God, this is Is that the one on the engine room on the yep. side there? Yep, yep. Okay. I took the top end off today and found lots of carnage. Um, oh, oh. It was, it was, yep. Autopsy, yeah. what, yep. what does it reveal? Well, the, uh, the starting with the cylinder head, the cylinder head was mangled. Uh, There's one Oof. valve broken, uh, which is what I suspected. And that valve was embedded solidly into the crown of the piston. Nice. And take uh, photos of it. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. I got photos. And it's kind of down towards the bottom of the piston, so it didn't just embed in the piston; it shattered the backside of the piston, the underside, Woo. and sent shrapnel into the bottom end of the case. Go, go big or go, go home, home, huh? Yeah. 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 But well, we are we are gonna get the debris out the bottom end. I, I, I would be that would be wonderful if we can figure out a way to do that. <laughs> because so you'd have to split some... the case, right? No, no. I, I really don't want to have to do that on that bike because putting the cases <laughs> oh, on a man. on a modern Vespa engine is is a big pain in the ass. Bagel. Yeah, that is what chewing gum on the end of a pencil is for. Really? Yeah, you point mm. and well, and I'm pull the debris out. And you I'm... leave chewing gum in there. And <laughs> yes. Like, what do I do now? You know what you gotta get? Seals well, up all the cracks. You gotta get one of them aluminum magnets, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> one of them aluminium magnets. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> make those. Well, here's here's the thing though that I'm I'm kind of worried because I kind of look down into the bottom end a bit and it looks like one of the pieces got impacted by the, the one of the the crank lobes and kind of smashed against the case itself mm. and then there's a mark on the edge of the case where it hit. So I'm, I'm kind of worried that there could be carnage down inside of there Ooh. because it, it, it went at like 75 miles an hour. Oh, you probably got a bent crank too. Well, what do you know. think? You think no, you, well, not if, not if the no? piston, if the piston gave way. I'm going to stop everyone right there. Yeah. Because this story has just entered the realms of fantasy. How fast were you going on a Vespa? <laughs> How fast were you going on a Vespa? 75 miles an hour. And then you woke up when the alarm went off? No, that's when my engine died. (laughs) And I woke up to, oh shit. (laughs) I'm in the middle of fucking Montana with a dead Vespa. Oh my God. (laughs) Luckily, the support track was only 15 minutes behind me. Did I I tell you about my porous casing Vespa story? No. Um, Yeah, brand new Vespa. It's a little Sprint 150 pretty little bike and it was leaking oil and it was leaking oil from behind the belt uh-huh. and it was a brand new bike yeah. and so the owner was a little upset yeah not what you so i have. said well I'll bring it back in i'll so i take everything and there's oil everywhere so mm-hmm. i thought oh i'll put a seal on here and a seal on here seal on here cleaned everything up took it away and then received a very irate phone call it's still the same uh-oh. So I was, uh-oh um and cut a long story short the the actual engine casing itself had a pinhole in it wow um from the casting from the casting yeah wow. okay and vespa bless them they just sent me a complete new engine in a crate good yeah that's just a complete do. new engine yep there was no messing about yep took the old engine out put the new engine in it came with a fuel injector it came with a coil it came with everything it was great you know what it sounds cool. like it sounds like a known issue they're like if they didn't even question yeah. it. no it was an extremely <laughs> yeah. rare issue isn't it but yeah. they just said look we're dealing with crankcase halves we don't want you splitting a crankcase yeah. half oh, on nice. a brand new Good engine them, it's cheaper and it it was great i mean i was a little pissed off because it's a brand new vespa that leaked oil yeah but you gotta admire vespa because they stepped up and just brand new engine yeah no messing around at all and fu- this was about a year ago, and I was funnily enough, I was in contact with the owner recently, and he said how happy he was with the bike. Excellent. So 
That's great. That ends well. So, and what's cool. the story with the, with your motor? What else are you doing? So, well, that's that's basically it for now. I just took off the top end to see what it was like, um, um, and yeah, it's it's a mangled mess in there. Um, so, yeah, hopefully next week, Emma, we can try to clean out the the bottom end. <clears throat> uh, I've got another top end at home and uh, gasket set. So, no, we'll do it. Yeah. And How many I, scooters can you build with all the parts you got in your garage, Bagel? Uh, Twelve. <laughs> One <laughs> million scooters. Um, you didn't even have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give out a motorcycles and misfits top tip. Um, at any speed over 55 miles an hour, your scooter is probably going to grenade. So. <laughs> so just don't. Oh, shit. 75 miles an hour is entirely too fast for a Vespa motor scooter. This, this could I, be the first time we get hate mail. No! <laughs> you need to ride my scooter. Are you, are you saying the first time we get hate mail? Come now, knock. Well, you know, maybe the third time. No, but um, no, I'd say, I'd say that 75 miles an hour is quite quick for any single it's, cylinder bike. Yeah. And if you factor in it's got automatic transmission as well. Yeah. It's that's too fast, Bagel. No. Yes. I can do. I do seventy-five on my vintage Vespa. Good uh, lord. So that's that's fast. All right. Now, all right. Now, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's move on. We'll build you. We'll build you a nice engine, and uh, hopefully this one will keep itself together. Cool. So what else? We uh, got? Hopefully, I can keep it together. <laughs> I think that's all we did today. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, think that's it. All right. I think that's it. Um. Oh. Yeah. Cat. Oh. Let me. I'm looking around the room. What did you and me do last night? Uh, At seven of the clock. Last night? Yeah, seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, thing. we got naked. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. For the annual Vampire's Naked Ride. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. It was a beautiful thing. Naked. There was an expanse of flabby flesh. Oh, God. It was far and wide, just like our Every way. <laughs> How many people showed up this year? It was a uh, big one. It was like about 30 to 40 people. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. It was huge. Oh, damn, good. son. We ended up with like... 15 in the hot tub which was perfect because <laughs> ew dude only... stew can't fit yeah. more than that you, can't, you really can't <laughs> it was it was good sardine level uh, we Gross. weren't like actually vacuum packed at that point yet everybody yeah. pissed in that pond please no. don't say that they Please totally don't say did. that. I mean, we shower before and after, so that's a, that's a little better. Don't say that, Knock. Now I'm grossed right. out. <laughs> reality, man. That's but reality of it all. The ride went off without a hitch. Actually, nobody nobody had to be picked up by the uh, chase. The meat wagon yeah. bikes. Nobody, and, ran, out, nobody and, ran out of gas. Uh, nobody ran out of gas. Nobody overheated. <laughs> nobody. Wait, did where did anything. it start? Uh, started just outside the garage okay. because we didn't want to wake the neighbors up. Um, we <laughs> buzzed through downtown a few times. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, I don't know who was leading. Okay, was it Charlie? Because Charlie was no, Charlie was a blocker. Oh no, Doug was leading. Well, I mean, it was Doug's ride. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it um, is Doug's ride. Every every time I got comfortable, there was this like brap, flash (laughs) of yellow, and a. DRZ yeah, 400 SM. Was, Charlie, yeah. Charlie was enjoying the fact that he was wearing gear and we weren't. Right. <laughs> um, um, they yeah, took he, us down the coast first, which I was cursing <laughs> aloud in it my is helmet. A polar bear ride. This motherfucker is taking us down the coast. It is a Saturday night and the boardwalk is closed. Nobody but tweakers are going to see us. <laughs> <laughs> and sure as shit, that's exactly what happened. And we were extremely cold going down the coast. But then when we got the into tweak, town, the it tweakers wasn't bad. were happy. They were. <laughs> 
<laughs> somebody Saturday. tried to kick somebody. That was the yeah. I was the following bike. Yeah, we were right behind oh, you. I think was and exactly. this is the angry finger this, guy. So, yeah, so the guy was the angry finger flipping yeah. us off on the first buzz through downtown, and then this guy flips us off, and then decides it is the uh, the right thing to do to try to kick somebody off their bike, which he did. I swear to God, I'm I'm sitting here. You're not fucking thinking this through. This is how right? you get the shit kicked out of you by forty naked people. Right. Like, <laughs> Fuck, man. They may be not naked. The, this is not the good. This is not the good choice in your life right now. There was there was a fork in the road and literally, you took the wrong side. <laughs> literally, a bunch of swinging dicks will beat the shit yeah. out. Yeah, they may be naked, but they're still bikers. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and it, it was just he didn't actually make contact, which is why nobody stopped. Um, but it was definitely one of those things where every, you saw everybody behind the situation just completely stiffen up and like wait. <laughs> Get because he, ready. Yeah, he was it was it was not a great scenario wow. but, charlie uh texted me saying asking me if i could drive the clothes to the uh yeah place. we had a lack of a clothes driver <laughs> because everybody wanted to get naked so here's what yeah. happens they show up at the garage and they disrobe and then you put the clothes in a bag and then uh, a transporter <laughs> takes all these clothes to, to the, the hot tub to the hot tub joint yeah. where you know you have to you get dressed to go into the hot tubs to get naked again <sighs> yeah because it's a communal nude hot tub place and <laughs> but you can't walk in to the receiving room like to to pay for your hot tub naked right. so you no see shirts. a whole bunch of people jumping off their bikes trying to articulate frozen fingers and like put their <laughs> pants on without falling over and a lot of us have like you know been in situations that now when we get cold we have aches and pains and our joints don't work so well and whatever's going on so you you hear a whole bunch of like groaning and giggling because people are just thinking about their life's choices at this point I, uh... and then we get in and get undressed again but the chase vehicle is pretty vital oh it's, in it's this an scenario <laughs> yeah two years ago three years ago i saw antonio's balls yeah, that's that that's changes a man. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a great deal, Mark. It was uh, it was like a flashback. Yeah, it was a bad uh, PTSD flashback. Um, but there was a casualty. <laughs> no, what happened? What? It was me, darling. What? I burnt both my knees. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah, were you on the goosey? I was on my goosey, and it oh, burnt shit. both my knees. Oh, Did you shit. get blisters? Yes. Oh, oh. ow, that'll do it. Yeah. So, um, another Misfits top tip. I'm just, yeah. do not ride your Moto Guzzi naked. Without heat <laughs> or at shields. least wear knee protection. <laughs> well, I think the newer ones actually have like little rubber knee pads on the back of the cylinder head. That's so nice. Yes, yeah, they they test them on tracks with people wearing leathers. They don't do it with Yeah, right, people, exactly. But they when, should, obviously. They should. When Clearly. you are sitting naked on your Moto Guzzi and you adjust your position on the seat and your knees come in contact with the back of the cylinder heads, you get burned. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's usually how it happens. Especially if you're sitting in traffic and the engine's kind of getting warm. Anyway. Yeah, so, we did mm. sit at a lot of stoplights, yeah. which was fantastic. The <laughs> there's, I always go through my head every year as I'm not contemplating my life's choices because I've already had that discussion <laughs> with myself while I'm getting naked in a parking lot. Um, but I'll I'll go through and I'll be like, oh, and that kid just saw like a whole bunch of naked dudes and some boobs for the first time, and yep. you're like achievement unlocked. And then you're like, oh, the mom panicked, achievement unlocked. First date ruined, achievement unlocked. <laughs> and you're just going through and just like ticking off the list of like, oh, that that uh, that super really adorable old lady just 
losing her absolute collective shit. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. <laughs> well, the other end of it, at Bunch least you prudes. can say at the end of your life that you've done it. Yeah, exactly. well, that was that my was rationalization. Yeah. I was like, what am I going to die not ever riding a motorcycle buck-ass right. naked? That's yeah. stupid. And yeah. It really is. Like, when, have you, know? you actually gone on the naked ride now? Yeah, a while ago. Oh. I did it like once, did it once, once, and I was like, oh, I did it great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, being a spectacle is one thing, and, and okay, that's great. I've done it, been there. Well, um, I, I approach it very <clears throat> stoically, you know. I sit and generally look ahead and just do what... And the last night, the only person I waved at, there was this dad holding a toddler. Oh, yeah, I waved at him to- too. The toddler, the toddler was waving. was waving at us <laughs> oh, and obviously so very happy. Cute. And dad was happy too. <laughs> yeah. So I waved at the toddler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I waved at him too. Yeah, he, he was, was so cute. Yeah, he was cute, the, uh, the dad was waving with the toddler and then his friend came like <laughs> rapidly walking up and grabbed the dad's hand and like gave him the sternest look. And I was like, don't ruin it. Right. <laughs> dad's like, son, someday that could be you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic. One so day the, you'll be this cool. The backstory <laughs> is that might not have been dad. That might have been the cool uncle. Right? Ah, yeah, yeah. There and we it go. was dad who came up. It's like, <laughs> damn you. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so Naked Ride. And I'm sure there will be pictures posted. And um, I don't stuff. know if anyone was taking pictures oh. other than the spectators. Half of frigging downtown. <laughs> yeah, everybody pictures. was whipping their phones out and so, taking video. Yeah, so look on Instagram and YouTube. Instagram and yeah. YouTube Naked are going to be a fertile <laughs> ground. Yeah, yeah, I suggest if you want to see any of the misfits naked, just go onto YouTube and yeah. Google like you can naked <laughs> motorbikers in Santa Cruz and yeah. you're going to see what all yeah. that junk you could also like. find us on your local police scanner yeah. <laughs> yeah there's usually somebody monitoring the police scanners because people do call in uh because they don't know that it is actually legal in santa cruz county to be naked yeah. as long mm-hmm. as you don't get naked in public so we're not stripping in the public we're stripping in our private yeah. as long as you don't, um, you're not being lewd and yeah we're not shaking our junk around we're not drawing undue attention <clears throat> to ourselves uh the the crowd does that for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're just going for our naked Right, what's wrong yeah. with that? This is a fucking casual nigger ride. Fuck you. Yeah, but you do hear it come over the police scanners, and it's like, uh, we we have a report. Of, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's, there's boobs about, out here. Yeah, <laughs> there's about forty <laughs> naked, uh, naked motorcyclists going through downtown, and then you're and then you hear like, uh, I'm I'm sorry, did you say naked? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh yeah, it's, it's February. Oh yeah, they're do- yeah. yeah they're you know, uh-huh. I gotta tell you though, Kat. I mean, I felt like a celebrity because when <laughs> yeah. we when we pulled up in front of the cinema. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's a middle-aged woman wearing a pair of high heel boots, pearls, yeah. on a metal flake green motor guzzi. You did look good. Yeah, the, the cameras were flashing, darling. Yep. <laughs> yes, they were. It wasn't the cameras, yeah. it was the headlights reflecting off our butts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shiny butts. Yes. We definitely need to go get tan. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, we've got we've got a lot on the docket tonight. Yeah. Um, so that was our weekend report. Yeah. And um, yeah. So now we're gonna talk about technology. Yeah. Which is boo. No. Boo. Okay, so oh, you luddite. We're we're coming into the newfangled <laughs> age of technology and motorcycling. Over my happening, dead body. You like it or not. You whippersnapper, get off my lawn. <laughs> Emma, Emma came from an era where they still put lead in the gasoline. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> darling, cause brain damage. Yeah, what? what? Saying something. <laughs> <laughs> so, with motorcycling comes 
something there's a lot of things that polarize the community and there's helmet laws there's lane splitting there's there's a lot of things where even within the motorcycling community people are like no that's wrong or yes that's right and motorsexual behavior (laughs) (laughs) that's always right (laughs) that's always right You just haven't found the bike that gets you off if you have if you say motorsexuality is wrong. <laughs> um, so one of those things I is was manufactured this way. Tech- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> one of the OEMs mean. Let me get way. my sentence out. <laughs> one of those things is technology. Um, technology and motorcycling is definitely a polarizing subject. There's the people who love to kickstart their carbureted bikes and wear their classic motorcycle-style jacket and do everything the way it's always been done. You're talking my language, darling. Exactly. And then there's also people who like to have the newest Farkles on their bikes. Boo! The GPS. Boo! The, the newest safety gear. Boo! <laughs> all the upgrades. Bah! Um, humbug! <laughs> The fuel know. injections. The, yeah. The <laughs> oh, those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the sickest band ever. The reliability. It's so nice. Um, and Fancy overhead cams. I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to touch base. Oh, Sorry. God. <laughs> Triple underhand crap shafts. <laughs> <laughs> huh. That's on the new poop scoot model. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Oh, I wanted Sorry. to touch focus. base on focus. technology because it's something yes. that we haven't really touched base yes. on. Focus. Come on, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can do this. So I, I kind of want to talk about what everybody's favorite little techie farkle is and um, what what they can't live without in, in their everyday mm. riding. That's technology-based. And we all use modern technology when we're riding. Um, all of us have new helmets. Uh, that is... I know, Miss Emma, you just cringed. It is modern technology. Um, it also, in my opinion, could be improved. We could be... It, it hasn't improved as much as it should be, considering it's protecting our noodles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the brain is a squishy, soft, and supple thing that can get squished very easily. And um, I think that if we mm. added in something... Actually, Adrian brought this subject up. Um like non-Newtonian fluid to protect a little bit better than styrofoam. Um, that that might be a, a good adaptation. <laughs> um, but I know that my go-to technology thing is heated everything. I like mm. being warm. Yes. I love that warm embrace of a heated vest and heated grips and... Yeah. Anything that I can make myself warmer, I am happy as a panda. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, on the, when I went on the ride this morning, I took out my GTS for the first time, like on a real long ride, mm-hmm. and it was cold out. Mm. I was like, man, I'm cold. I should have put my layers in before I went on the ride. I was like, oh, I've got heated grips. Oh, yeah. I've got heated grips again. God uh-huh. damn it. And they turn yes. them on in a full blast. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, so for, for me, Perfect. I always ride two fingers up, so yeah. the heated grips just don't help me. Yeah. Oh, but that's what you got to put all the fingers you on You can there, get though. heated gloves. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, see, yeah. Then, then I got heated glove liners, and then it was yeah. something else I had to put on. Yeah, that's like, how it goes. Yeah. And I lost one. Oh. But I found it. But still. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that so, was kind of anticlimactic, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, it happens. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of curious to hear what 
everybody has that they just can't <clears throat> live without. And I'm going to put you all on the spot because I didn't warn you about this at all. But uh, <laughs> Miss Emma, I, I know you kind of hate technology no, with I mean, motorcycling. No, but... I, I, I don't. And I want to make myself clear. I mean, look, I've been a professional wrench since 1978. So as you can imagine, the changes I've seen in my career, I've dealt with ABS, I've dealt with fuel injection, and these are commonplace now. But in 1978, there wasn't a bike on the road with a workable fuel injection. There wasn't a bike on the road with <clears throat> ABS. There weren't a great deal of bikes with rear disc brakes. Yeah, yeah, they're always there weren't, kind of behind. Uh, there weren't a great deal of bikes on the road with a monoshock rear end. We're still twin shocks. Mm -hmm. So I've seen all that technology change. And it's a with technology is a double-edged sword. This week, I always like to talk about what I did at work this week, and I'm not going to name the manufacturer because I don't want to name and shame, but it's a major European manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did a conference call this week, and it was a familiarization with their new model. And it was a two-hour conference call and, you know, learning module about all this technology they'd packed on their new latest yodel that in itself is great but the job i had to pull myself off to do that was putting a wiring harness under warranty on one of their bikes <laughs> and that's <laughs> the and that's the fourth one i've done this year i think Ooh. i know who it is but i'm not even gonna say so you know it's a double-edged sword we all like technology we all demand technology and i gotta tell you particularly in the learner segments the bikes are so much better Mm -hmm. I learned to ride on a Kawasaki KH250. It's mm. a two-stroke, three-cylinder. Mm. The thing handled like a shopping trolley. <laughs> the brakes were non-existent. The suspension was terrible. The finish was terrible. It <clears> still <throat> did 90 miles an hour if you rang it, rang it in its little neck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it was, frankly, a dangerous bike. And I'm always reminded when I get on a Ninja 300 or the new 400, what a great little bike it is. They handle so well, they brake so well, they go like shit off his shovel. Um, they're great, <laughs> that's a British term by the way, darling. Um, they're great little bikes and it's technology that's made them great. So that's the good side of it. So with, with all that, like the ABS and Yes. The the on bike technology is something that always interests me. So there's there's ABS and now there's balance assist on yes. bikes, which is well that's a prototype, uh, right? Is there a Honda prototype? It's yeah. so they wanted to yeah. walk behind you like a little yeah. pet dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that was like a it's like prototype. you want a balance assist. Take someone off a motorcycle while it's moving. It's gonna stay up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's more assisting like the person. Yeah, well, on it. Yeah, and this manufacturer that I'm talking about again, I'm not gonna throw them under the bus. Their latest off-road machine has balance assist mm. and off-road assist, which makes you a better rider. But there's three gyroscopes on that bike to help with it. Wow. Does it does it make you a better rider, or does it make Supposedly you less likely so. to crash? Both. Because if you don't crash, that makes you inherently a better rider. So if you've got two people riding a course and rider A crashes and rider B doesn't crash, 
then rider B is the better rider, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if your well, bike is with changing... The, with the ABS system, it's, yeah. uh, it's like riding bikes that have ABS allows you to play with threshold braking without the consequences of smashing into the mm-hmm. asphalt right, yeah. when you find out your front end locked up. Yeah. But, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Who is the better rider? So as, as I've actually tested, I've gone out to the Bosch Proving Grounds in Michigan uh, doing ABS testing for a motorcycle manufacturer. <clears throat> One of the things about uh, ABS motorcycle um, is on dry asphalt, it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. The ABS is only for when you hit what's called a low mu surface or a low traction surface or a transition from a high to a low. But on dry asphalt in the straight line, your traction limitation is the rear end flipping up and over you. And so the only thing the ABS system is doing is detecting the rear wheel going up into the air and then letting off the front brake for you. Mm. Now, the ABS mm. is really good. Like if uh, out at the test track, the surface that we actually stop on is equivalent to packed snow. You can get up to 40 miles an hour and grab the brakes full on. Wow. There is not a test rider that I've seen that can stop on that surface without the ABS system on. They all go down. Mm. And to ride on said surface you, without ABS, you actually have to have outriggers. Yeah. So, it's so like that's technology in like action right. helping that. you. That's stopping on snow. That's yeah. So if you're a crazy enough rider that you want to go ride around in the snow, then ABS is your best friend because it allows you to really push it. Yeah. Interesting. But cool. when you understand the development of ABS and, and how it's come about, it really enables you to understand why it's beneficial for us, but also its limitations for us. See, what a lot of people don't understand about ABS, the system we've got right now was developed in Germany. And ABS actually stands for anti-blockiert system, which means anti-skid system. Mm-hmm. It's not anti-lock brakes. That would be ALBS. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, all the development work for ABS was done mostly in England. The first car to ever have ABS was a wonderful device called the Jensen FF, which was four-wheel drive. It had ABS, and it was modified from an aircraft system. Aircraft have had anti-lock brakes for years, dating back to the Second World War. Because if you're landing a large four-engined aircraft on a wet runway Mm -hmm. and you hit the brakes, you want them to stop. And what ABS actually does, the early systems, it was just on a timer. There was no rotor on the wheel. All it did was let on and off the brakes very rapidly. There's actually a technique. It's called cadence braking. And you can duplicate it just by pumping the brakes. Pump, 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 pump. And the idea is, is you pump the brakes. As you apply the brakes, the wheels begin to lock up. And just as they lock up, you take your foot off the brakes, don't allow them to skid and do it again. And that's what the early anti-lock brake systems did. So that was our very early system. And that was from the planes... And then it was developed. I think it was Robert Bosch who did most of the development work on it and then developed the system we've got now. And it's just been refined and refined and refined. And it's very, very good indeed. Yeah, the, the new systems are actually extremely complex. It oh, actually, good Lord, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It has a model of the, your exact motorcycle in it. So it knows like how front your, or how far the front end can dive and how much brake pressure you can apply for said motorcycle. So in Germany, it's illegal for you to change from the OEM manufacturer tires yep. because of the anti-lock brake system. Yeah, because it was designed to work with those OEM tires. Right, right. It, is, oh. it has a perfect model of that motorcycle in there. And if you start changing suspension and you start changing 
changing the tires, then the, the braking system won't work to its best performance. And that is exactly why I bulk at some technology. Mm. Because if you buy that bike, let's say you buy a BMW F800GS, you're not only buying the bike, you are buying a lifetime supply of tires at whatever cost Metzler decide to sell them to you because you can't put any other tires on that bike hmm. your choice in tires is gone so not even not even a different size it's you no know, the yeah, brand it's, and it's a model. brand it's it's well, the I way mean, the tires there's made. a speed limit out there on the road too and i don't <laughs> follow it too often so i mean you can put the tires on you just yeah. shut the abs off yeah except except in germany it's a very different story because their inspections are incredibly rigorous right <laughs> and they will they will ding you for the wrong tires but you see so the technology is helping you but it's also taken your choice away because you know part of the fun of buying a bike and owning a bike is yeah okay it's time for tires well let's see what's out there yeah well you know it's uh, part of it too i think within the states maybe with like um people who are more experienced they they realize that technology is not replacement for the learning and uh the skill development that you Mm -hmm. should have i mean yes this technology will save your ass someday one day but at the same time, you can't completely rely on it. You got to know how to ride your vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I I could see why some people just get worried about like, well, people are just out there now not knowing how to ride a motorcycle. But it's like, that's in everything. I think it's they've good. always been out there. I think it's good mm-hmm. for beginners because it allows yeah. them to not have that wipeout that scares them away from it. Yeah, and, you know, mm-hmm. they'll have that pucker moment. <laughs> you know, the ABS will kick in right. and they'll realize, oh wow, I almost uh, <clears throat> yeah. I almost wiped out and. Right. Continue on. Yeah, because the example you were saying was that about which is which rider is the better rider. Um, I, I think I see your point where where you're saying that the the person who doesn't go down um, doesn't lose that confidence through that that interaction. They may have that pucker moment because they almost lost it, but because the technology helped them keep it up, they realized that they made a mistake without having to suffer all the consequences right. that will set them back. They can learn from that and just keep moving forward. And keep on bikes, which right. is ultimately good for us. Right. Because make no mistake, back home in England in the 70s, the attrition rate amongst us bikers was huge. Oh, yeah. Everyone dropped their bikes. Everyone smashed up their bikes. You know, some people smash themselves up, (laughs) left biking forever because, you know, they had a trouser filling moment and said, I'm done with this. I'm buying a Ford Escort. Yep. You know, (laughs) so does anybody else have anything that's like particularly close to their heart with riding that they couldn't live without? I have two bikes, three bikes. I have two of them are carbureted. They both run flawlessly, but I do like the fuel injection. Yeah. What about it? Hey, you just turn it on and the thing just does it. It warms it up for you, essentially. Mm-hmm. I had my, my Cowie goes to high idle for like 30 seconds and the exact amount of time it needs apparently to warm up. And then it, it drops down to like idle speed, regular idle speed. And I'm like, I'm off I go. And, and you've and got that Ninja 650, haven't you? Yeah. That's a great bike. It's great. <laughs> when hmm? I get on my electric, I just key it on and yep. bolts off. And <laughs> exactly. And wait for it to warm up. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, that's. I have a DRZ 400 carbureted mm-hmm. a, a pumper carb. I got my KTM 990 Adventure with fuel yeah. injected, and then I got my electric. And yeah. the poor gas bikes don't get any love because yeah. I like. Jump and go, man. Jump and go. I hate waiting for things to warm up. Yeah. It's like a whole new wave of motorcycling is coming through. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm jumping at the bit to build an electric scooter. And, man, once that gets built, uh, my other bikes are going to (laughs) suffer. 
it's it's like with cars i mean there was there was a paradigm tilt shift with with uh, standard to automatic and yeah. it was it was huge and then it went from automatic to now we're into autonomous vehicles and mm. one of the other things that I was thinking about and pondering back and forth with Adrian earlier today was uh, maybe linking in the autonomous vehicle technology with motorcycles not to control the vehicle but to give you a heads up when it looks like somebody's going to make a left-hand turn in front of you or something like that yeah or, to, or to notify car drivers that there is a motorcycle there yeah, too. yeah. So something interesting uh, i was a, a a judge for a science fair last year uh-huh. and so one of the students had done a test it was for bicycles and so she had made radar targets because all these autonomous vehicles use radar ah. to see ah. their surroundings yep. and so the cross-sectional area of a, of a bicycle on the road is very small to the radar system mm-hmm. so just using cds like literally just cds as radar Reflect reflectors she would made these little reflectors that would hang from the seat and it increased the the distance that the the, the tesla that they were using that's uh, cool to measure it mm-hmm. and so also for maybe we'll see that for motorcycles uh, mm-hmm. starting to have like radar targets on the motorcycles so that these autonomous vehicles we light up to them oh that's did she win the science yeah. fair uh she got a special award from my company okay uh, wow. because of her yeah i was thinking like science fair is like as a baking soda and vinegar volcanoes or something i know <laughs> this, this is really interesting. The, and the unique thing about this science fair too uh more females than males awesome nice was, no surprises yeah. there darling um <laughs> but this is something we are gonna have to deal with um and sooner than you think because yeah. this the cutting edge is always going to be Silicon Valley. This is where autonomous vehicle technology is really at its uh, the point of the edge. Yeah, well, um, just seeing Teslas like two years ago, it was like, oh my God, it's a Tesla. And then now we're seeing them as standard commuter vehicles. Right. Well, now we're seeing and it shot ri- up into space. I've written, yeah. <laughs> I've written in one of the Teslas with the autopilot, too. Mm-hmm. Was, How was that? Uh, it was awesome. It was... Uh, uh, we made it through an intersection. Um, during one of the intersections, it did start to lose track. It was one of the prototype vehicles, mm. um, and it asked us to take back over. Um, but then once we got, <laughs> did it go? Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> Grab the wheel! Wake up! Please. Pretty much, yeah. It, yeah, it was a it was an intersection where you almost like sort of change lanes as you went through right. the intersection. Yeah. And it could see it. It was like, all right, take back control. Yeah, take. I back don't know control. what to do here. Right. Yeah. Um, getting onto the freeway was great. I think it's going to instigate people to use their blinkers because to, to make it change lanes, you actually have to turn the blinker on. Oh, that nice that's thing? fantastic. And, and then, then it changes lanes for you. Yeah. you know, once it clears it all. So, um, that's cool. Although, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, although I, I got to drive a Tesla once on autopilot. And uh, one of the things I noticed it didn't do was there was a, an on-ramp merge. And, of course, there's some idiot trying to merge. It doesn't know how to merge. And he's, like, right alongside the car. And our car didn't do anything thing it didn't move and this guy was about to hit us and i was like oh crap i got to get over a lane because this guy's not paying any attention so there are limitations but but you make something idiot proof you make a better yeah and well but that's yeah well obviously Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they but they're they're continuing to improve the technology all the time too so and things are moving so quickly Mm -hmm. now yeah 
with, so. with things like that, you're also looking at heads-up displays in helmets, which mm. brings us to the ever-loved subject of Scullies. <laughs> they still those guys! Those guys! They were they were zombie zombie Scully, and now they're back again. Apparently. Yes, oh. they are back again. Yeah. They, they are? They didn't um, evaporate? Supposedly. So back from the dead. The, There's still more cocaine to be snorted with all yeah, that investor money. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the the ownership has switched hands. That is the, uh. the biggest key. And apparently the new owners are Called honoring... Vinny. Hey. They're, they're honoring the original purchases of Scully's. They okay. don't have to. That's cool. And they're they're trying to win back appreciation from a non-forgiving community. <laughs> I'm, so I'm a huge computer nerd, and the instant I heard about Scully, I knew it was vaporware. I think it's such a bad idea to put a display in a helmet. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's I, and this. I'm a techie nerd, yeah. and I do not want to display in my helmet or the electronics. I want to buy my own helmet. I want to have it be whatever I want but, it to be. Yeah. Well, what if you What if you could get your own helmet and put the display inside of it? What though? am I going to see on the display? Well, you can. If see I have too much porn, yeah. if you want, yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we're going with this. If I yeah. have rearward-looking radar and yeah. a light in the left side of my helmet and a light in the right side of my helmet that tells me that somebody's in my blind spot, that's all I need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, I don't. I don't want to. F- it's like my electric motorcycle. It gives you a lot on the display. True. Yeah. I but, don't like it because yeah. you start staring at it and you're right. staring at the road. True. And next thing I know, I'm going into a corner too hot on Highway Nine and about to lose control. Right. It's like right. I just want to look at the road. Right. But I think that's why the heads-up display is why there's a need for it because because you want to be looking at the road. And if you know, say for example, you like to ride on a spirited ride, um, and you don't realize how fast you're going. It might be good to have a, a display in there that lets you go. Hey, you're doing, you know, no. 85. No, no, <laughs> no. no. See, it's like a, a track day. You just don't look at your you speedometer. Don't look, yeah. I took my whole gauge cluster off, yeah. and I was like, I don't want to see it. Take but, off your yeah. rear mirrors and uh, tell but the cops I uh, I was just concentrating on the road in front of me, officer. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plausible deniability. But exactly. no, I'm, look, look where you're going. Yeah. I absolutely vehemently disagree with anything in my field of vision. Anything. Yeah, I, I, the I feel slightest you. Slightest distraction, the slightest display in yeah. my field of vision. I want it all. Well, and I mean, bear in mind, I still wear an open face helmet for that reason. Mm. I do not like wearing a full face helmet because I find my field of field of vision, and just catching that glimpse of that Ford Taurus out of the corner of my eye that has saved my bacon yeah. so many times. And hearing it, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, people often dismiss your sense of hearing as a tool to keeping yourself safe. I have heard cars long before I've seen them. Where the hell is that? So, like, talking about hearing, there's also Senna's, and I I mean, I love listening to music when I'm riding. I have to be careful, though, because if I listen to the wrong type of music, it makes you go faster. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a playlist (laughs) that is specifically for riding, because if I listen to anything else, I, I, it's not, it's not gonna be a good time for anyone but me. (laughs) Um, so, do any of you guys listen to music when you're riding, or is it something that yeah. you do yeah, on I do. certain I've occasions? Heard a, a or Senna. Yeah. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I listen to the music of my engine, darling. <laughs> I do that with my XR mainly just because I can't drown it out with anything. See, my electric at 60 miles an hour, all I hear is wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's <laughs> uh, there's got to be some background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I, I commute, I usually uh, wear earplugs for um, wind noise. And see, so. with my son, that I would wear it, it's uh, it's an earplug and uh, ear protection, or like headphone and ear protection at once. So it kind oh, of that's nice. Habit. I I typically don't listen to music. I just put 
earplugs in and then like I like Emma was saying, I think it's super helpful in regards to safety to be able to hear things. But I can see how the Senna would be super, super helpful for like communicating with other riders. Yeah. I think that's like key. That's the part that I hate about it. I don't want to talk to anybody when I'm on my motorcycle. <laughs> I ride my motorcycle to not talk to anybody. If I wanted to talk to people, I would drive a car. <laughs> it is nice, though, to have someone tell you that there's rocks around the next corner. That right. is true. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 It would be good for group rides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But- yeah, I you know I I enjoy motorcycling so much in its purest form, which means I like the smells, I like to hear everything, I like to see everything. It's just such a visceral experience. And then if you add music and you add you displays, it it just seems to be getting a little more car like. I uh, I, I I that's I agree. I don't like anything in my headphones. I mean, I wear earplugs, but I don't listen to music, and I like hearing the road and motor and all that business. Yeah, that's why I like electric motorcycles. I just like it's just, whoosh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just very pure. Something very pure about just moving through this medium called air. And just hearing things just whip by you. It's like, uh, it's, like yeah. it's truly like the ADD. flying experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's truly like the flying experience for me. Flying yes. carpet. Yeah. Or magic exactly. carpet. Yeah, exactly. So when I realized I was in love with motorcycles, I was like 16 years old and I was dating this dude in high school that had a Harley. And um, I'm totally not ashamed to say the only reason why I dated him was because he had a Harley. <laughs> You hear that? Bikes get you uh, fucking late. Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> true. Um, so or girl. he took me on a ride, and we hit the top of a mountain. I don't even remember where it was. And there was a nice, twisty, open road beneath us, and there was no cars around, and he shut off his engine and coasted all the way down to the bottom of the hill. And we were surrounded by trees, and it was, like, the closest thing I had ever felt to flying. And I hadn't gotten that experience back until i rode an electric bike and i got to ride one and i was like holy shit it's happening again this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) it is really the closest thing to flying and what more tech based than an electric motorcycle and what's what's fun too about the electric motorcycle and this is this is the new generation of people working on their bike so Mm -hmm. uh I, I do work for a factory i do have inside knowledge and but it was fun i was hacking on my motorcycle i had my laptop in my backpack and i'd ride around <laughs> mm-hmm. pull over hook up adjust some settings take off you know tweak it some more change some throttle response you know mm-hmm. change how quickly the the regenerative braking kicks in nice. and i was just thinking like this is the new way that people are going to be working on their motorcycle it's like no more wrenches no more tweaking the carburetor it's yeah. i pull right my up. laptop and i interface with the bike i plug in i tweak some stuff and i take off yeah and yeah. even with non-fully electric bikes that's how it is with new gas bikes as well um the the computer aspect of it is so much larger than the actual mechanical aspect Mm -hmm. you know in a lot of ways my job has become easier because in the old days a bike had come in running like three-legged horse and you had to do your diagnostic well the bikes were simpler but nevertheless you you had to know your onions to get to the bottom of the problem these days you get a bike come in running like a three-legged horse you plug it into the laptop and it'll tell you what's wrong with it mm-hmm. you know my, my issue with that right now is it's there's not a unified like obd type reader for motorcycles <gasps> that would be so nice well yeah i mean it might be it's awesome coming. it might suck but yeah I so here's the apply. devil's advocate Give thing right now yeah if you have a european bike in particular and you get a check engine light come on 
you have to go to the dealership to get it turned off because the technology simply well it's there but it's expensive yeah to diagnose and everyone's are different triumphs are different piaggio groups is Mm -hmm. different um Ducatis is their own system and everyone's using their own platform right and and they'll change the tools every couple of years oh yeah no Uh, they do right so even if you have one for your bike it won't be it'll be obsolete in 10 years they've always done that yeah Yeah. they've always done that (laughs) so what it what it's been is that they haven't actually been obd right right Right. yeah they've been an open so in the next coming years and even in europe the motorcycles will be OBD. Oh, they're actually they moving will there. have catalytic converters. They will have a standard interface. Oh wow! Uh, so Europe Four is doing that right just, now, isn't it? Right, like, exactly, yeah. and that's exactly it. So in in the next year or so, like when yeah. you, you can't sell a motorcycle without ABS in Europe, mm-hmm. it'll have to be OBD two compliant. It's, yeah, it's, oh, so they're going to keep with the OBD2 platform. They're not going right. to go to OBD3. It, no, or? no, it's going to be OBD2. Oh, that's just fine. Forced to manufacturers. Oh, I like that. That'll be good. There's, there's. I mean, there's also technology for cars that's like uh, the what's it called, the Hum by Verizon or whatever. You can plug it into your car. It tells you your car's diagnostics. It tells you how good of a driver you are. It gives mm-hmm. you discounts on your insurance, supposedly. Yeah, it's Big Brother. Yeah, it it's is Big Brother, it man. Is. It's an insurance company snitch. Yeah. <laughs> Stop snitching. Mm-hmm. And it also tells you things like where your vehicle is. So it's it's like a a low jack, but <laughs> your vehicle is in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, in a pod. you know, so it's connected to a cloud, and that's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and Someone again, that's hack. the mm-hmm. bad side of technology. I know we've got listeners in England. Um, I know we've got listeners in England who drive heavy vehicles, and for a while now they've had this thing called the tachograph in England. Now mm. I drove heavy vehicles over here. Everyone knows that, and I ran a logbook. Which is how things were. I mean, you basically record your driving in a logbook. So if you get pulled over by the Bow Street Runners, you say, there's my logbook. They know what you've been doing. In England, it's this tachograph. It's a very rudimentary computer, but it tells you when you stop, when you go, how fast you're going. Does this sound familiar? Spy in the cab, man. Yep. You know, and that's what the thing you're talking about is. Yep. So... If you wreck your car, there is technology they'll say, well, she was going 100 miles an hour when she wrecked. The insurance company said, oh, naughty cat, we're not paying you. You were speeding. It does sound like something I would do. Hmm. (laughs) You know, your own car will Mm -hmm. rat you out. There's there's that double-edged sword. Exactly. I had a bus once that would actually, if you were idling too long in this bus it would call its manufacturer. The manufacturer would trace who owned the bus, call your boss and tell your boss that you're idling too long. That's some Hmm. bullshit. That's real. Wow. German manufacturer. Hmm. Yeah. No no, uh, no leeway if you've had curry. No leeway if you've had curry (laughs) and you are taking one of those breaks. But it's apparently for for this machine, it was very detrimental for the bus to idle too long. Wow. And there were very rigid parameters. So the bus itself would contact its own manufacturer hmm. with, a, with an idle code. Hmm. And then the manufacturer would go through its own database, based in Germany, find who the current owner of that coach is, <laughs> and then Jesus. to the um, number on record, say, you've got a bus in San Francisco right now. It's been idling for 98 seconds. 
Mm. It shouldn't be idling for that long. So now you get a phone call from your boss. Uh, aside from the the technology that rats you out to whoever <laughs> they may be, like what kind of technology do you have you experienced as far as safeguards aside from ABS? Because uh, I rode a buddy's S one thousand R when yes. it first came out, and they had the thing has a uh, traction control. Yes, and. Uh, I was well. Like, traction control and ABS are two sides right, of the same coin. Right. I, I was. I, my story was like I was. You know, I like a moron. I wanted to test the fucking traction control, uh, so I, I goosed it coming out of a corner, right, know, hard to see if I could just break it loose, and it wouldn't. It, it would like it would cut the throttle, and I was like, this is kind of cool, right? Like if you didn't know what the fuck you're doing with your right wrist, like this could help you out a little mm-hmm. bit. And you know, and so we're back to the good side. That's mm-hmm. going to keep you alive. But remember that S thousand that starts off with two hundred horsepower. Yeah, that's the starting point. Right. So. When the traction control kicks in, it's shaving off maybe 30 or 40 horsepower off that. Mm-hmm. So you still got 170 horsepower, which is still a heck of a lot of horsepower. Right, but I mean, it's it's I guess it's it does cut the power down, but I mean, it does it in a way to where like you're not and you know, and BMW so it's still controllable. They never know? made a secret of that. They no. said, look, the whole platform for. A thousand cc sport bike. It's not just raw power; it's usable power, and mm-hmm. we're going to use as much technology as we need to to make it rideable and to make it usable. Yeah. And they are extremely usable. The uh, superbike school that's run by Keith Code uses BMW one thousand RRs, and right. they they exploit that system to teach people how to control their bikes, right, right, out right, of corners and into corners and all that business. So I've also seen some like wheelie control tilt yep. control mm-hmm. systems slide, slide which is control just systems absolutely insane when you think about it you can set the degree angle of how far you want to lift your front wheel off the ground that's yeah it's it's uh, just, if your bike's not moving forward you're losing time on the lap right does it have a 12 o'clock sitting <laughs> that's the stunt mode yeah, yeah. Push it. it says you push it. the button that says Baltimore and you <laughs> 12 o'clock you just be calling yourself a Segway yeah <laughs> Segway mode oh god uh, yeah that's that's cool I like the prospects I mean I don't I obviously can't afford a bike that has all that cool shit but you know it's beautiful in 10 years you push the fu- yeah you could, you could push the fuzz, fuzz the edges of your ability with the uh, the right kind of equipment mm-hmm. so and you know that's that's gotta be a subject we need to talk about is yeah. the long-term sustainability of this these bikes because what's going to kill that bmw it's got a wonderful engine and it, it's got wonderful transmission it's got wonderful chassis parts generally it's going to be owned by somebody who's got a little more money so it's going to be maintained very well you know what's going to kill that bike Prob- 20 year old <laughs> well in about 10 years time on its second or third owner the engine's still going to be great. The chassis's still going to be great. A major electrical component's going to go out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to toddle off down to the dealer and say, you know, my computer number three has gone out. And it's going to be, okay, well, that's $4,000. Yeah, you're fucked, buddy. And yep. then you're going to look at the value of the bike, the Kelly Blue <clears throat> Book of your bike, and it's going to be like $4,000. And you need to bolt a $4,000 part on it that's the size of a packet of cigarettes. And you're going to say, nah, I'm done. Uh, I'm going to walk have away. You started with the electric, and then right. you wouldn't have an electric and a fuel system to fail. <laughs> exactly. Right? What about hybrid? 
Do you think that's ever going to be a thing? What mm. do you like? Is it too heavy? Is it too unpredictable? I really yeah. want to bolt a Honda 2009 to the back of my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I've, already, I've already thought this out. It's 46 pounds. It, it generates. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> generates two kilowatts continuously, which means I could maintain about 45 miles an hour with just the energy coming off a so Honda 2009. So it'd basically be a range extender. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it'd be series series hybrid. You right. know, uh, if you could bolt it, you know, maybe two of them. You know, I think but, 50 right. pounds. At that well, point, you're just right. But then, where do you put the gas tank? Well, they they each uh, hold a gallon and a half or something. Uh, yeah. That make that making an awesome. Speed. But you know that that Brian actually, it's it's an interesting point. I I wonder, and you you're probably qualified to answer this. Why people haven't explored that side of hybrid technology well, yet? Using a single speed generator engine, I c- recharging. Yeah. A battery that is now powering an electric motor on the bike. People have seemed to explore the so an it's, alternative it's, it's propulsion. A super easy equation, right? Um, electric motorcycles are already so expensive. People don't want to buy them, right? And now you want me to add another very expensive system, which right. is the single cylinder genset system and power management on top of something that people already say is too expensive. But I'm I'm talking yeah. in general. So in in general, in, why they haven't explored the genset technology and rather than the alternative this, you know the the twin propulsion technology i mean this is just many too many systems for the um, amount of wheels and or right, space and right and me being an uh engineer it's it's still you increase in complexity you increase yep. in ways in failure an electric system is very simple it's a cordless drill you got to speed control a battery and a motor mm-hmm. there's not a lot of moving components and yeah. so by, by adding the the series hybrid then then you are increasing in complexity, increasing yeah. ways of failure. Now you got an ICE and an electric motor. Right. It's like and, my, yeah. my KTM 990 Adventure. I love it. Um, they put all the electrical right in front of the front wheel. <laughs> yeah. It's really wet. Yeah. And so I had my electric system fail in my gas motorcycle, and I was really disappointed. Is it the about uh, the battery towards the back underneath your it, by the rear wheel too? It's like down low, right? They, they put all the electronics in like the wettest, dirtiest spot <laughs> on the motorcycle, and I'm like sitting there as like as an like more someone who works at electric manufacturer. I'm like. <laughs> Go, it's like these guys suck at making electrical. Yeah, yeah. they're like we'll just put like really waterproof connectors on it, man. Well, like, and, they, <laughs> and they didn't even do that. Like, oh ah, well, shit. There you oh go. Oh my god. I, I ended wow. up weatherproofing the connectors. Yeah. yeah. Listen and, up, KTM. And and I can also say that, that Piaggio has experimented with hybrids. Yes. Uh, but they have been a pretty dismal failure. They're they're not uh, they're not series hybrids like that. But uh, they're basically a, an assist system. Uh, they do get very good mileage, like 100 miles to the gallon or more, 110 something like that. But so that's your Vespa. But yeah, yeah right. But, the, but that's you know stock Vespa will get you know, 80, 90 in the same the same range. Right. But they did it with a, an LX model and with an MP3. I remember right. both and, those. Right. And, but they were both huge flops because they were incredibly expensive, incredibly heavy. The range was was not particularly good. And yeah. you know it's like you're 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 just saddling this bike with extra shit that is not going to improve the performance. Lots of complexity. And yeah. you get a marginal gain in fuel fuel efficiency it's like what's what's the point it doesn't it's, it doesn't well, it's, make sense it's even like my toyota yaris i get 36 miles to the gallon in that yeah it's it's almost as much as a prius it's, but i don't have the complexity of all that other it's right. it's as if they've been developing the motor, the car for like 100 years or something yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so talking about like just developing over time the the gear that we wear is also technology based like the the d30 padding in the gear the kevlar yeah 
the of course as liz was saying earlier the buzzword kevlar <laughs> yeah. that everybody loves to use um do we do we know what kevlar is uh, it's, a fiber. It's, it's like a that is seven times thing. stronger than steel it's by nylon weight. it's polyamide polyamide but it's but it's nylon it's a yeah. special version of it that okay before we go any th- before we go any further it's like pantyhose nylon brian <laughs> <laughs> give us your proper title and tell the listeners he's the battery doctor he's the battery whisperer uh, <laughs> what your specialty is because you know that the he's got the knowledge uh so i i work for zero motorcycles i'm the battery specialist uh, i've also been the polymer specialist i work on weatherproofing and improving the design of the battery pack systems mm-hmm. um uh, i have a background in chemistry and electronics so this guy's got form maybe yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> so Kevlar, it's nylon. Oh uh, yeah, uh, but the as you brought up the D three O, which I mean that's the um, that's the marketing term for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, what did you, you call it? Non Newtonian fluids is, is yeah. the the encompassing factor there. Does anyone here know what or can describe what that is? Presume I'm an idiot. It's Brian. like squishy and then not squishy, right? That's the whole right. point. I like, oh, I yeah. like so, that description. So to teach people, you always ask questions and you you lead them to the answer and then they they will understand it more. So that's why I'm asking Teach questions. us battery whisper. Right, so, <laughs> so what that, as you say, it's squishier. Um, one of the fluids that you see every day that has this non-Newtonian nature is ketchup. Mm. Uh, so it doesn't want to flow out of the bottle, but if you do, but this. as soon as it starts to flow, it flows really quickly. Mm. So there, it actually has two different viscosities. It has a viscosity or or a resistance to flow when it's static, and then it changes. And in this case, it lowers in viscosity or gets uh, more susceptible to flow as it starts to flow. So, and while it's static, it's thicker, and then it goes and it liquefies. So the D3O armor that is starting to go into motorcycle gear, it's very flexible when you mm-hmm. input forces into it very slowly. But if you hit it really, really hard, it'll actually stiffen up. But there's still enough absorption and foam to it that it can absorb the impact. Because you don't want it to just become like a piece of metal because that'll transmit the energy straight into your body. You want to still absorb the energy and deflect it somewhere. So usually those materials, even under a short time frame, they'll stiffen up, but they don't become solids. Like if you take silly putty and you hit it with a hammer, you'll shatter it. Mm. But the D3O doesn't quite do that. It's still soft and can absorb the impact. I personally have gone down in, in a handful of gear that has it, and I love it. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I'd say, one of the, the better uh, newfangled technology gear upgrades that has happened in Any, the last 10 Anything that lets years. me slap the ground at 35 miles an hour and get back up, I'm, I'm exactly. excited for. So, cool. um, Liz, I want to touch base with you on this. Have you had opportunity to experience any of this stuff yet? Um... Actually, uh, I am in, I am learning a lot right now. I think that it's very nice to hear all of this uh, information, to be honest. Um, I mean, I've just started doing a deep dive into researching all of this stuff. Um, I've been trying to figure out a little bit more about it recently because I started um, a YouTube channel for women's 
uh, motorcycle gear. Yeah, what's uh, it called? Yeah, it's a uh, called Gear Up, Get Out. Yeah. Uh, I think that there aren't a whole lot of resources for women motorcyclists in regards to user-based reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very sparse, uh, especially in regards to videos. There are some really good blogs out there, um, but I don't think a whole lot of people have taken time to invest in kind of like a video-based uh, kind of review. Um, and I think it's just because I think that people still have this perception that women motorcyclists aren't a, like a huge component of uh, motorcycling, but we're actually growing, which yeah. is which is great. I actually had somebody come up to me <clears throat> today, right before I came here, and, and he said to me, oh, uh, motorcycle helmet, is that your boyfriend's? No. Oh, classic. That gets me so bad. Classic. Uh, I was Did literally you- there was nobody around me at all yep. that would even indicate a boyfriend. And I was like, I just looked at this guy. I was like, dude, that's rude. I was like, right. yeah. I'm one of the 14%, bitch. Uh, yeah, I was like, like hey, look at his helmet and say, is that your mom's? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, would you go? Heard people say that as a joke. I didn't yeah. think somebody would actually no, do it. No, yeah, it's they ridiculous. do it. They yeah, definitely do it. Wow. I've had people ask me while I'm sitting on my bike if I needed help moving my boyfriend's bike. Do you tell them that your balls <laughs> are bigger than theirs? What in the shit? No, I definitely like kickstart it and then I like. I'm like, give me your man card now, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's mine. But how does this dovetail into what we're talking about? I'll tell you, and it's very exciting because we are a fast-growing segment. Our bodies are very different from guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they? Te- are right. Yes, yeah. they are. No, <laughs> Believe I know it or not. Yeah. I know you've You're never skeptical. seen. I mean, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Funnily enough, I've I mean, seen training videos. You, you have seen training. Did you did you change your viscosity from <laughs> while under stress? Are you a non-Newtonian fluid? But because we are a fast-growing segment, so much of this new technology, and particularly in gear, is going to be catered towards women. And you know, I don't like wearing guys' gear that's pink. No. It's pink it oh and God. shrink it, right? Yeah, right. that's it. That's, that's the, the goal. Phrase. Yeah. So, Liz, how did you uh, come across this garage? <laughs> this is a funny uh, story. Oh, okay, uh, yes. Yeah. How did you, you end up here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so actually on Facebook, you guys decided to take my profile photo and put, it, and put it on you guys' Facebook, which because is... we're creepy. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, okay. Um, my friend called me. He was like, hey, did they get permission? And I was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. And then I saw... Um, yeah, I saw my photo on you guys' website or your Facebook, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, well." It's a very nice photo. Life going you. around stealing people's shit. I think we were trying to get a uh, name that bike. Yes, the mystery uh, bike scenario, yeah. and yeah, so you have to modify it. Then it's not copyrighted. Doug did yeah. that. <laughs> Doug Little did that. Douglas yeah, uh. Little. <laughs> it's a Honda Hornet. Oh if my. anybody Ooh. was. Not able to guess. It's a Honda Hornet 599. Oh, that's yeah. such a good bike. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Made by <laughs> Honda Italy. Yeah. Yeah, and very stylish to boot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's like, um, it's Honda's bandit. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, that's how you found us. Right. And then uh, somebody, I think you linked uh, us to your uh, ride review video. Or right, your, right. And yeah. tell us, tell us, because... 
I've seen gear reviews before, and and this is one of the ones that I, when you watch, you're like, oh, this person spent a lot of time doing this. <laughs> this is either a resume for something, or you're really passionate about it, or both. Oh man! And um, what what, uh, what describe to us what you did, and what video did you do your gear review on? Absolutely! Yeah. Oh my goodness! I okay, yeah, I I love this. Mm-hmm. I I didn't realize how much I was gonna love. Uh, providing quality information for women motorcyclists, but mm-hmm. it just really hit me hard. Um, yeah. And it, it has a lot to do with just all the stories that I've heard and I've experienced personally is the fact that we just, we go there and it's just barely any selection. It all looks like crap. <laughs> Not all of it, but Most the of majority it, of it. Yeah, <laughs> the majority of it just looks so bad. Um, and so I've spent hours and hours and hours like researching for myself personally. And I felt like there was a lot of information that I've gathered that I just was like, okay, well, I might as well put it out there. And so it took me about six months to figure mm-hmm. out what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Because I'd never done anything like this before. Um, yeah. But it's very fulfilling. I I gotta say that. How did, um, so how did you, yeah? How did you outline that? I mean, it was like okay, this is the gear I wear. This is what I know. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna spend some time doing this and see what happens. Or how how did that come about? Right. Yeah. So um, uh, the gear that I reviewed thus far is actually I only have one video, guys. So well, it, hopefully you you'll now you gotta make a whole bunch hey, more. You're you on the fucking Misfits podcast, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, so I started with my own gear. I've actually reviewed my own jacket. It's the Stella Vica by Alpine Stars. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think that, I don't know, as soon as I kind of got into it, I just, um, I felt like it was important work. Uh, okay. It is important work. Yeah. There's, there's honestly, coming into motorcycling as a woman, there's not a lot of resources out there. People are not really there to help you either. Um, I was lucky when I found the garage. Had I not, I probably would have been wearing a Icon chest protector and some hot <laughs> pants um, everywhere <laughs> yeah. I went. The Florida outfit. The, yeah, and there's not a lot of things out there for women uh, saying, hey, this is what good gear means. Yeah. And when you're coming into motorcycling, you don't know jack shit about it. The entire the entire population that you're seeing for the most part is men who are wearing gear tailored towards men who won't protect you right because you're not the same shape. Like there's yeah. there's just you're just not. Mm-hmm. And it'll be baggy in certain areas and too tight in others. And it's just it's not going to protect you because the whole point of motorcycle gear is to be like a second skin. So it doesn't pivot and shift when you're sliding across the ground. Right. Yeah. And I well, sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. Carry on. I was just going to say um, what is out there. A lot of YouTube channels come up and it's just this woman trying to like show off her own body as opposed to the gear, you know, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. OK, this is useless. Like, why am I even looking at this? You know, you have probably way more men viewers than women viewers, and you're not giving me any quality information. It's just like... That, and it's clearly sponsored a lot of the time, too. It's like women are like, this is (laughs) a fantastic jacket. I love it so much. And you're like, I wonder how many free things they gave you. (laughs) So, you know, we're coming to this. How are our listeners going to see you in action on YouTube? Um, We'll post the link, but just give yourself a shout right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So on YouTube, if you just type in gear up, get out, then uh, it should pop up. So uh, it's just 
the profile should pop up. Um, and then if you actually have any questions for me, just, you know, respond uh, via there or definitely send me an email if you have like an extensive thing that you want to tell me. Yeah. Do you, are you open to suggestions and ideas to review or gear to review? Yeah, absolutely. I think that actually yeah. the most rewarding <clears throat> comments that I've gotten are from women motorcyclists who are just like, thank you. And like, just, I Real don't know. Review. <laughs> a real gear review yeah, yeah it's it's great yeah so i mean my That's email awesome. just to just to see if anybody would like to contact me my email is gear up get out dot moto yeah. at gmail so that's it so, okay cool. and we'll post links to all of this yeah and, um, and all the gear manufacturers send, send her your gear to test it out yeah if, if you're not like a bunch of wuss ass bitches right? and you want real reviews yeah about your shit you should totally send it to, uh, you know, gear up and get out. Yeah. Let, let's put it to the test. <laughs> yeah. So, without further ado, we have something special in the house tonight coming from Bagel. Yes. Bagel? Yay, Bagel. Yes. Uh, I have, uh, actually, at first I want to announce that we have a, a new sponsor for the podcast. Uh, this is... Cha-ching! This is MC Shop Tees, and we have a special contest tied in with this. So first, let me tell you about M Motorcycle... Uh, MCShopTees.com. Tell us all about them, Bagel. Uh, MCShopTees.com. <laughs> wow. <So> MCShopTees.com <laughs> is a subscription-based t-shirt company that features a different independent motorcycle shop every month. Wow. And each t-shirt is designed by the shop's own local or favorite artist to give each one a unique feel, and these are available only through an MC, Sh MC Shop Tees subscription. And uh, you get a postcard with pictures, locations, and services provided by each shop, which will be included with your t-shirt. And all shops are handpicked by Danger Dan while he travels the country on his panhead chopper and releases... That's so dope. Yeah, and releases <laughs> podcasts showca showcasing the shops that he visits so you can learn more about them in case you need their help out on the road visit www.mcshoptees.com and follow on instagram at mcshoptees that's mcshopts.com knock yes no do the do the echo thing again oh <laughs> mc uh, this is uh, mcshoptees.com wow <laughs> bitch <laughs> and and so we have an, I, I i have Lost the details exactly, but I believe we are giving away a subscription. We're giving away some other... shit, man. Giving away some right. shit. Hold on a second. Bagel. Before you before you pull the name out of the yes. damn bag. Yes. Patreon subscriber contest thing. <laughs> right now, yes. Bagel has got his hand in Granddad's bag. Yes, I have a, I have my hand in all of our pod, our, our Patreon subscribers, <laughs> and, and I'm, uh, I'm touching them all. And this name, pull one out. You will win. Goodies, <laughs> yes. and this You're is gonna win some swag. We don't exactly know because Liza's not here to tell us what the fuck's in it. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a monthly thing. So if you want to get your name in that bag, just uh, sign up for a five dollar or more contribution to our. Look, Patreon, if you're not a Patreon awesome. subscriber, please become one because yeah. we're gonna give you good stuff. Yeah, you yes. might get a thing of beef jerky. Maybe Who you might knows? get some stickers. You might get a no, mug you, of Jim half naked on there, it. There's <laughs> no might about the stickers, darling. Oh, we're giving okay. out stickers. You're okay. You're giving out stickers. You yes. want to hold your bike together? Who needs duct tape? We got stickers. We got stickers. <laughs> I can use some stickers. You know, cracked fairing, Emma's army sticker will fix that crack right up. Problem solved. Yep. Yeah. That's and, right. And uh, so we have a winner. 
The winner is Alan Pierce. Alan! 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 Alan Pierce! So, Alan, congratulations. We will be in touch with you shortly to let you know our prize. Yeah, and if you don't answer, TS for you. But also, I also want to mention that if I recall correctly, I believe that Danger Dan is offering a $5 discount for subscriptions to mcshoptees.com. What's that name again, Mark? Alan Pierce. No. <laughs> what? Which Danger one? Dan? MCShopTees.com. MCShopTees.com. So, yes. A little curveball for you there. You didn't realize how dynamic of a person I could be, huh? This is a place Liza gets her evil Knievel talks? So, yes. No, no, no. Wait, oh is my it? god, no, this no, is no, a different this announcement. Is totally different. This is totally different. But let me let me finish your first. Like, wait, there's okay. more. Oh, hang on. Wait, there's more. Time out, time out. <laughs> Hold on. Finish because you like I was going to say, if you are a podcast subscriber, yes. you can get a five dollar a month discount for the mcshoptees.com subscription if you put in the code MISFIT when you subscribe. What? what? And five bucks is five bucks. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's worthwhile. It's so it's danger not, Dan, thanks, mate. That's a burrito yeah. in California. So it is a burrito. It also gets your name in to our subscription bag exactly mm-hmm. fun toys yep yep recently we've acquired a, a sponsor a sock sponsor by stance liza apparently really really digs those uh, evil oh, yes. and evil socks oh yeah and as shameless as she is she god that's a lot of s's uh <laughs> sent an email to the company and asking for a box of socks and they're like yeah we'd love uh we'd love to uh sponsor you guys so here's a box of socks and uh those socks are part of the, uh, you know, the grab bag. The swag bag. The swag bag. So you're going to yeah. get some Evil Knievel socks, dudes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they are socks with Evil Knievel on them. They're pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed to make you jump, uh, what, 10 feet? Oh, at least easily. easily. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you power, put man. on the socks, yeah. you go around looking for buses to jump on. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you nail the landing, or like your yes. your shin bones are coming out the side of your right. legs. Right, yeah. saying, don't, don't let just that be happen. careful. Yeah, you know, I was planning back in the day. I was planning a major jump, um, jumping twenty motorcycles with a Greyhound bus. <laughs> mm. Never, never, never passed. I want, I want the drugs that you're on. Give <laughs> <laughs> me some of that it's shit. Tranquilize a horse, darling. Okay. <laughs> Uh, before we close that, can we get to know our guests here, just really quick? Well, um, standard questions, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Ladies first, Liz. Okay. Hello. Hello, darling. <laughs> How long um, have you been? Oh, so, you want to do it? No, I don't want to do it. I was just going to. All right. Uh, uh, You're on the spot <laughs> now. Do it. When did you get into writing and how long have you been writing for? All right. So I've been writing consistently for a year now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and... But that doesn't mean that I haven't ridden many motorcycles. I've actually been on 10 different motorcycles nice. because um, I just wasn't able to own a motorcycle when I was in the Northeast. Okay. Um, so Where's the, the Northeast? Uh, Connecticut. Oh, for... I have friends that live in Connecticut. <laughs> cool. Welcome to the yeah. West Coast. Right. <laughs> so, and, and actually, it was really nice because I've had my motorcycle license for three years, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a family event. So all of us went and got our motorcycles licenses together. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. That's cool. Which is very nice. And that's another thing with, with motorcycles, too, is that especially like dirt bike community, it's, like, it's a family thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go out dirt biking, there's just kids and moms and dads doing dirt bike shit. Um, so... Um, so I know you already told everyone before. What are you riding today? 
Right. So I'm riding a 2006 Honda Hornet 599. Yeah. And I love it. It's awesome. Bike. It's a great bike. It's, uh, it's a Japanese bike with an Italian accent. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Ornette. Yeah, it's Ornetta by Honda. I think so. Signore. Uh, what was your first bike? Oh, my first bike. It was actually a Rebel. Yeah. Hey! 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 <laughs> All right. It's the Fonzarelli of cruises. Hey! <laughs> So what's uh, this is a question that we ask. Ugh, God, this is so. Can just I ask it? Can I ask it? Just can I ask it? Go for it. What is your up the butt bike? What is a uh, bike the... that you would take it up the butt for? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> that one bike. This is so a vaguely good. homophobic so question. I always tell Liza. Wait, we it's only ask one it. bike for you, Nock? It's usually just one bike for me, anyways. One at a time. Yeah. It, and you know what, oh, Lisa? God, that it was can, creepy. <laughs> it can be the bike you're riding now if you want it, it to can be. be. It can. Okay. Um, well, I... Oh, man. Up the butt. That's that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. We could come back. <laughs> we could come back to you. Yeah. yeah. Can I get a second to think about this? Yeah. Okay. This is a very important question, yeah, I think. In the meanwhile, prep for this one. we should I'm ask Brian these questions. Well, I was going to say, Lisa, I'm glad you're giving it due reverence. Yeah. So think it through. It's important. Your butt's important. <laughs> yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Pretty sure I started out the first time I was asked that question. I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take any bike. And then I was asked that question like four years later and I blurted out like a track ready ninja 300 and I'm like I'm like is this what it's come to oh my god you set the lowest bar I'm like oh shit this the is my life now bar. so um <laughs> alright Brian yeah let's move on to you Brian yeah how long have you been riding for uh so I uh riding dirt bikes and mountain bikes uh way back um I Brian? wrecked a Jixer, closer to the mic Brian I wrecked, a, I wrecked a Jixer 750 yeah. when I was 19 uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> uh, I put down motorcycles for about 10 years. Uh, then I realized I was single and getting older, and so I got back on a motorcycle. Oh, you wanted to get laid, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the motorcycle's for. Um, uh, yeah, I got back on. Not an idiot this time. I wear lots of gear. And um, yeah, now I own three. I have a DRZ 400S. I have Goodbye. KTM 990 Adventure and Zero yeah. uh, FX. Cool. Uh, nice. And you know, we sometimes give KDMs a bad rap here, but they're uh, ultimately I they're like good bikes. Cool. But yeah, they're very, very good bikes. But like a, a lot of European bikes, they have some interesting ideas with electrics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I love my KTM when it's running. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but um, I really like my electric. Um, I'm lazy, so the electric I can just turn on and take off and wipe out on and break stuff and there's not much to break and so unfortunately my gas bikes have really been not been ridden for um mm. but you actually <laughs> showed up today you're on a company hack aren't you yeah uh my bike i tried to make it look pretty and then i broke it oh <laughs> well done that's that's my kind of shtick uh so i'm i'm on one of the prototype uh work bikes it's a zero ds long brick uh, nice and peppy mm-hmm. lightweight so, well, so this is like a, a bike that's going to eventually come out. Yeah, I was going to say, what's prototypical about yeah. it? Uh, it's, so it has a... It's one of those things that like you have to kill us after when you tell pretty us much. about it. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, no one's oh, listening to this. So it's, it's, yeah. Don't, just don't, don't violate any non-disclosure agreements because we're going to keep you working there's, there. <laughs> right. So there's a switch in the battery pack. And unfortunately, 
last year we had to neuter the bikes and turn down the power because said switch couldn't handle what the battery could put out. Ooh. Well, mm. this is a switch that can handle the power. Ooh. Just shove a wad of foil into there. Whatever. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's Which is why it's a prototype. So, yeah. so it has a, a special switch in it that allows the battery to put out its full power. And mm -hmm. so at any point, like maybe that switch could break and then I might lose power on, mm. the, on the road. But, uh, Anyhow, it's it's a lot of fun. It's I, I hated neutering the bikes last year, so yeah. It sounds like you need durability testers. You could really use some durability. Oh, the, dur <laughs> the durability uh, is great. Are, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you're not testing it hard enough. <laughs> as soon as I get my personal bike running again, I'll bring you down okay. for everyone to ride. Uh, you just got to promise not to sue me when it flips over on you. So I'm going to ask you the question, Brian. So the pressure's on to you. What is your up the butt bike? That's that's an interesting question. I haven't thought about it. Um, it it may be one of two bikes. Mm. They're both electric. Uh, yeah. Either emissions motorcycle. Yes. Mm. Um, or one of the the TT race bikes. Oh, like the Mugen or something. The Mugen, yeah, yeah, or, ooh, yeah. Any of the TT race bikes. Technology laden. Yeah. I would expect nothing less from an engineer. Liz. Oh, they're really expensive bikes. <laughs> got, got an answer yet? Uh, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I actually really have been looking at the Triumph Street Twin. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's a really approachable a good bike. <laughs> Triumph. That is bike. such a good bike. Yeah. It's a good bike. You know, Triumph have really stepped up their game with the models right now. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Street Twin, God, it's such a good bike. But, interestingly enough, it's a side note, there is a Japanese manufacturer right now, and again, I'm not going to throw them under the bus, that have had a problem with their sport bike snapping chains. Oh, I know. Because, and, yeah, yeah. And I so exactly this that. week, I've been... You know what? If it's a recall, go ahead and announce it. Because I, from what I understand, there was a recall for this. Yeah, there is a recall. So okay, it is G a... It's uh, 20, 2017 and 2018 Jixa 1000s. Mm -hmm. There is a recall. I've been pulling ECUs, and we're sending the ECUs back to Suzuki, and they're reflashing them right. with a softer power curve. Yeah, wow. and the so issue was so like... So I've been emasculating bikes as well <laughs> all week. Uh, <laughs> As an engineer, I had to do that. <coughs> and yeah, sucked. and it breaks my heart. It really yeah. But it's just the power delivery on those these things is so strong. They're snapping chains. It it is, it, and that's how I wrecked that 750. That power delivery came on like a light switch, <laughs> yeah. and I left a 130 foot burnout. And then <laughs> <out>. <laughs> um, so, like this uh, recall has to do with the quick shifter, correct? Or is it because no, it's a complete. No? It's a reflash of the ECU. Oh no, shit! They're changing wow. power delivery. And Suzuki, Suzuki has some. Four here before mm -hmm. um, those of us of a certain age will remember the TL 1000 R's oh yeah and yeah the Widowmakers the Widowmakers and Suzuki's answer to stop this bike killing people <laughs> was keep the really odd rear shock which was yeah. and detune it the yeah. rotary damper and then detune it by 40 horsepower <laughs> which is what makes the generation one tl thousands with the full power just so priced today yeah. but they are death traps i still haven't written one I oh want, god, I god almighty they're just nuts yeah yeah i feel like when electric starts to cross 200 horsepowers they're all going to be called widow makers right. well it's, it's got to be close now i mean i know well, the technology that's, that's that now. mission motorcycle I yeah mentioned. yeah yeah. Very cool. good. 
Well, you know, guess. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah. down. Listen to us. So, is there anything you, you guys wanted to say that uh, while you're here, uh, Liz? I know you're kind of somewhat on a crusade on, to bring <laughs> <laughs> bring information to newer riders and especially women riders on on gear and stuff. So, absolutely, yeah. I just feel like uh, it's about time we have some good information. And mm-hmm. you know, Kat did a great job describing you know the problem. So. Let's, uh... <laughs> Here's the solution. Yeah, I hope that it'll be helpful. So, well, yeah, send yeah. her free shit and let her review it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hopefully you found a good platform here. I mean, our listenership is, is completely across the spectrum. We have veteran riders who've been riding like me for 40-plus years. We have people who are just starting out. So, um, any advice you can give to people who were just embarking on their career or even have just been riding for years with the wrong gear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wonderful yeah. thank you thank you for what you do it's great thank you i'll try to i'll try my best i promise cool <laughs> yeah well keep up the great work thanks and cool brian engineer do you know like brian and brain are very close <laughs> to one another that's why my parents spelled it with a y ah <laughs> so it wouldn't get misspelled brain <laughs> But one of my pieces that, has come that way. Is it like Sean with a W instead of EA? Yeah, something like Sean. that. But, you know, in in the old days, we would have called Brian a boffin. boffin? You know, that, yeah, that's the old British term for, for the, the people in the back who wear the white coats and are terribly uh, brainy. Hey, I actually <laughs> have a lab jacket at work. Yeah, I saw saying, that the other day. No, I walked w- past you and I was like, this motherfucker right here. He <laughs> <laughs> has my name on it. Seriously, yeah, I mean, does it day, say Doctor Brian on it? No, no. <laughs> shake I'm him down for lunch. <laughs> Seriously, it is, it, and it's not a derogatory term. Yeah, it's like whenever something new was, oh, take it to the boffins in the back and see this what they knows. make of it. So yeah, yeah they, oh, yeah. these guys know. So he's he's part of the cognoscenti. Nice. Yeah, really, I'm just crazy. Okay, very good. We oh, like that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you guys ready to go home? Yeah, yeah. I want to go home. Okay. I'm pooping. Okay, this is the part where we just ride. try to yeah, wind down too. and figure out what the fuck's going on. No, I guess, it's right? the part where we just whine. Yeah. <laughs> and put on all the motorcycle gear and start doing jumping jacks. Yeah. You know what I did earlier today? I got a friend's dirt bike running. My friend oh. Val bought a $500 Kawasaki KDX140, KLX140, first dirt bike. Uh, sat for five years, put new gas, new batteries in there, and it ran. Cool. Got yeah. lucky. Pilot jets were fucked though. I mean, this thing won't won't idle. Uh, it won't idle. I mean, it'll run eighth past eighth throttle, but yeah, we'll bring it down next week. We'll get yeah. the carburetor squared away. Well, I mean, she's gonna order a kit. She's. I was just like, dude, just disassemble the carbs, blow out your fucking okay. thing, and you're fine. Cool beans. Yeah. But that's the only exciting news I had. But I mean, just like, I just can't escape it. I'm always helping people fix shit. And that's awesome. Have I talked about my R6 yet? No. Oh, no. What happened to that thing? Okay, so I got it back from the dude. Oh. I. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I rode it for an entire weekend, and it fucking worked. Hmm. Wow. Like, it, it What was it? Worked. What was it? He has no clue. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he do? So, he diddled uh, it, and it just... Like just started working. Touched it the right was way. that is that on the service receipt that said officially diddled? diddled? <laughs> and yeah, that's no. like three hundred dollars, please. So he did that and it worked great. And then I went to start it on the Sunday, and it was almost hydro locked. It was so flooded. What? Yep. 
after a, like a chill ride through Westcliff. Oh. Like, and so Emma and I, I'm like full on PTSD at this moment. Oh, I'm like, geez. I can't touch or look and at this bike. Anymore. I had all my fingers in that. Yeah, bike. we take oh. it. We take it out. <laughs> we take the tank off and the the carbs off. No. Dirty. No, we no, took. Dirty. I'll tell you what we did. Airbox off. We took the airbox off. Yeah. I got cat to hold the throttle wide which opened the butterflies mm -hmm. and then i got all my fingers in the venturis yeah. and pushed physically pushed up the slide so we got as much air in that as possible <laughs> and it fired right up and then it shot so, like a three foot flame oh yeah it's like amazing so it's, it's flooding i wow. mean so yeah. like what uh, the uh the, the the bulge bowl the bowel the float bowl it hasn't float done bowl, it not the float bowl but the float needles yeah it hasn't done it since yeah and yeah. honestly like I'm just going to sell it. No, I think you're done with it. I'm man. done. Mm -hmm. I like was sitting there and just in a full PTSD meltdown of mm -hmm. like, I've had this happen so many fucking times with but this bike. But hang on. Fuel injected. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, but yeah. it's time for a Misfits exclusive. We were talking not two hours ago and you were making noises about buying a liter bike. I was. <laughs> so, I'll I sell didn't, you my 990. I didn't mean to. <laughs> so what are you going to buy? You should get that 990. I is dope. Yeah, I want to buy something that is a little more upright because I'm basically like a 90-year-old person now. Mm. You just don't want to drop a 990. No, and see, the thing is, <laughs> is I'm like moderately short-legged and feeble. So You got to be able to pick it up. Yeah. And like, I don't squat much. Like I squat to pick up gummy bears and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm not, I'm not an athletic person. I would say. You just gotta go ride, go do some off-road riding. Buy Ninja yeah, 1000. Yeah, yeah, so. That's an extremely good bike. Yeah, I've been looking at a little more upright because hunching on a sport bike doesn't do it for me as much anymore. Mainly because I get stuck and What's, I can't, uh, what, can't bend my knees after. What mm. bracket year were you looking at? Uh, something newer, actually. I'm looking for something oh. between what about Triumph Triple. I've been okay, yeah. so I've been looking at the Triumphs. I kind of want to stay away from. All right. What about a Yamaha FZ09? Yeah. So I was looking more okay. in the Yamaha or Cowie I, or Honda range. I bet Sonya would sell you her Ninja 1000 for a screaming deal. Because she's getting the... She's getting Panigale. Panigale yeah. V4. She is, huh? Hmm. And that's a that's an extremely capable bike. You're trading a Japanese bike so you could own one Italian bike. Mm, bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Honda <laughs> yeah, well, she's not getting rid of the yeah. Italians. Yeah. Mm. Africa twins are great, but they are extremely tall. Yeah. Another yeah. another yeah. screaming deal. If anybody wants a uh, fancy dancy R6, that <laughs> <laughs> she's three foot flames. I'll I'll give you a deal. These <laughs> little diddling. Just and you know, the, to be fair on that bike, when it was running. Oh God, that bike runs so good when it's running. It is yeah. sex on wheels. I'll tell you what, that bike made me fall back in love with motorcycling, and mm. I have held on to it for three years with it not running because of that. Wow. Like that's I love that fucking bike. Hmm. Yeah. No, somebody I, else I, needs I, to I love get it. it. Like I have a hard time trying to sell my Superhawk. <sighs> it's so like I, I'm not. I'm not, It's like it's like it's got 125,000 miles on it, and it still runs amazingly well. It's still on the original clutch, and it still works fine. So get rid of it while it's still running. Yeah, yeah dude. I know <laughs> it's such a great bike. It does everything well, you know. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. Fuck. Well, thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank yeah. you especially to all of our Patreon subscribers for yes. supporting the show Yay. and supporting the garage. Yeah. We appreciate you very, very much. Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And remember, if you 
want to commit to a stamped addressed envelope send it to us we're going to send you some stickers back indeed and they are fabulous yep. they are they're really good indeed yeah and thank you brian and kat for coming out and yeah. joining us tonight and yeah, thanks for coming uh, from cold ass san francisco <laughs> right, yeah i'm coming yeah Liz. Liz. <laughs> Liz, I'm sorry. Liz, listen, Brian. Get it together, Beagle. Yeah, sorry. Long, long day. And thank you, Kat, for, for hosting the show tonight. Yay. Now. Right. And uh, so let's say our goodbyes here. So, yeah, just go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com to find all of our stuff. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, this is Frank. This is Nog. Meow. Beagle. Emma Darling. Brian. Liz. And we're out of here. Cool, cool, cool. All right, that was relatively painless.